the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Great to be with you today. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557 is the number if you want to join the conversation. 888-528-2557. Lots going on in uh, the world today. And, uh, you know, the other day, how do you feel about inflation? Inflation rate went up. And uh, we'll play some stuff about this here in just a moment. And uh, there was a United States Senate debate here in Southern California yesterday. The United States Senate, you know, we're voting for senators. And if you watch the debate, it was exciting, like watching a moth crawl up a drape, pretty much. But uh, important, nonetheless, that it was really there. So a, a few of us went to lunch the other day. And we're in this restaurant, and we all order. And, the, and I noticed this is one of those that has a big menu and it's peeling off a little bit, just they haven't changed it for a while. And I'm looking, and I thought, you know, the prices are, are kind of, uh, you know, good for this place, for what you get, breakfast place. And I'm thumbing through it, and uh, I picked something that was $13. Now, I wasn't paying, right? I, you know, and so you feel like, I don't know how you feel about it, but when I, feel, when I know that someone else is paying, I'm not going to order the uh, steak, lobster, and eggs thing, you know, at market price for breakfast. Uh, not that I'd be ordering that anyway, but uh, I try to deliberately not order the most expensive thing on the menu, even if that's what I want. So I ordered that, and everybody orders their food, and we put the menus away, or we hand them to the, the waitress. And then she says this. She says, now, right after she takes our order and she takes the menus away from us, she's, there is a QR code in the middle of the table. You know what that is? It's that little square digitally thing that you you scan with your phone you probably got to got used to that during the covid and it brings up the current prices is what that does that's what she said she goes now for the current prices on the menu what you just ordered please scan that well wait a minute the so the price in the menu that i just looked at that's not the price we're going to be paying that now i got to scan this thing and now i'm going to find out what the real price is that 13 dollar breakfast might have been uh, 17 dollars uh who knows uh, that is the world we live in today where, you know, at this place, it's probably too expensive for them to just keep reprinting the menu. It was, it was a big menu. Right? It's got a binder in it. You know, it's got the, that coily binder and you have flipped multiple pages, lunch, breakfast, uh, dinner. And uh, so they're just like, you know what, forget it. We can't afford to republish these menus all the time and the prices are going up. So QR code, that's the real prices. She should have told us that, though, before we ordered. I bet I, I could have complained. I, I'm not going to – I wasn't going to do that because I, I get it. But, you know, if you offer me the menu and that's the price on it, you can't take it away and say, oh, now the real price you got to get on your phone down there. That's what we're actually going to charge you. Uh, they shouldn't do that. Uh, and I probably could argue and win to uh, get that back. But uh, like I said, I wasn't paying. So uh, – <laughs> 
Have you had that experience uh, with the inflation? 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. I went into a Mexican restaurant today, and I look up at the board, and all of the prices have been removed. And there's this little, it's you know one of those takeout places, and there's a million things on the menu. No prices at all. Zero. I had no idea what anything costs. And I asked about it, and they flat out said, they said the prices are going up so fast that we can't afford to actually change it up on the the menu screen. And so you can ask what it costs, and we'll tell you, but otherwise we just just can't publish that. That's where it is. So 3.1% is inflation. That sounds low when you think about a year and a half ago it was 9 but uh, that is still high, and things are still getting expensive. And... You know, it matters because we've got an election coming up. It matters because the groceries that you're buying are expensive. I mean, ultimately, that's why it matters, to put food on your table, to feed your family, to do the things that you need to do. It matters tremendously. You know, when, whenever I hear people today say the economy is strong, I don't know why people don't understand why the economy is strong. The response is, it's the groceries, stupid. Remember, if you're old enough to remember, in 1992, when uh, George H.W. Bush was running for re-election, there was a recession. It wasn't really that big a recession, but it was the first recession that had been there in almost 10 years. And there was a couple of things that he did that really bothered voters. One of them was he was in a supermarket, and he didn't know – he has like a jug of milk, and he didn't know how to how the scanner worked. He just hadn't – he was out of touch, and he hadn't – you know, when if you're George H.W. Bush, you, have you been in a supermarket buying your own groceries? Well, you probably haven't. Uh, scans the thing, and he's, he's just surprised about that and made people think, you don't really know what's going on. And then there was a speech he was giving, and in the speech, he said, now the election's coming up, and we're, we're still not quite sure what the issues are. And somebody shouted out, it's the economy, stupid. And Bill Clinton, who was running against him, took that as his slogan. It's the economy, stupid. And that was the deal. And that was correct. And that's the thing I think now. It's the grocery stupid. It's not to call people stupid. But if you don't realize how expensive things are and you are in leadership, if you don't understand that, then I think you are missing out. So when I'm watching these debates and I'm trying to pay attention to what's happening in the these races, and we'll talk about it here once in a while, Uh, The Senate race, by the way, the United States Senate race is kind of wacky because if you get your ballot, you've already got your ballot. If you've opened it up and you started to look, did you notice that there's two places where you vote for a U.S. Senate? And one of them is for the six-year term, okay? And this is important to understand. One of them is for the six-year term that would begin in January of 2025, normal six-year Senate term. The other one is to fulfill the remainder of Dianne Feinstein's term after the November election. So if you win on that one, you would only serve as senator from November through January. That's it. A couple of months you get to be senator. If you win the six-year term, well, then you get to be the six-year term. Now, if you win both, then you start serving immediately as senator after the election. You don't have to wait till January. So there are, what, I think at least 17 different candidates out there on the ballot, a whole bunch of them. On, no, they're not all on both for some reason. There must be a way uh, that that got done. So if you're going to vote for somebody, you probably should vote for, think of it as one election. You just got to vote for them twice. Uh, you could mix it up, I guess, if you're unsure in how to do that. But uh, if you are looking to vote, say you're going to vote for, for Steve Garvey because you feel like he should have been in the Hall of Fame. And uh, so you're going to feel bad for him. So you vote twice and uh, then you got Steve Garvey. 
Steve Garvey could be the the next senator from uh, California. The other people who are um, in the lead are Adam Schiff and Barbara Lee um, and um, Katie Porter. And those are the four that were in the debate. All the other candidates, some of them are, you know, I think, better candidates in some respect, uh, or at least should be up on the stage. They have really good ideas. They weren't there on the on there. So I want to share a few things. Maybe you had some comment about it. 888-528-2557, 888 2557. There's something that that went on in this debate, I think, that was pretty interesting. One of them is that they kept asking questions, the, the people asking the questions, and then typically you wouldn't get an answer. And then they'd ask the question again. So this happened uh, over and over and over again. Issues on the border, issues on the economy, uh, other things like that. This is a question for Katie Porter about what level of in, of wealth inequality um, do we draw the line? So what she's concerned about is the gap of income equality, the difference between rich and poor. And she wants there to be more uh, equality or equity in that. But she won't exactly say, where do you draw that line? How much money do you have to make to where it's okay now? And you know, politicians don't like to get specific. A recent Nexstar Emerson College poll found that 28% of Californians believe the economy is the top issue in the upcoming election, ranking higher than any other issue. According to Forbes, the cost of living in California is 50 percent higher than the national average. And as a senator, voters deserve to know what you would do about it. Ms. Porter, we're going to begin with you. You said wealth inequality is hurting millions of Californians, calling it a malfunction of capitalism. So we are wondering tonight, at what income level does wealth inequality begin? And you've laid out a plan for people below that but what can people who earn, who earn above that level expect from you? You have 60 seconds. The issue with wealth inequality, there's no magic line. It's the gap that is the problem. We have a society in which billionaires get tax breaks from career politicians who take their corporate pack checks and in which everyday families continue to struggle. Look, Nikki, this issue is personal for me. My own children are questioning whether they're going to be able to live in California when they graduate from high school because because of the high cost of living. That's why I've released a 10-point plan to address the housing costs, which is available at my website, katieporter.com, and I've focused on signing bills into law that actually reduce costs, for instance, my bill to bring down pharmaceutical prices. So just a quick clarification here. You'll have 15 seconds for this. We were looking for a specific number. The issue with wealth inequality is about the gap. The problem is that the workers who are creating the, the value, who are hard at work, are not receiving enough to live on, while Washington insiders continue to give huge tax breaks to the wealthy. We all right. So it, what I enjoyed about that, and all four of them got called out on not really answering the questions. So that's what politicians do. But what does she mean? So there's obviously people who are in poverty and really, really struggling. But then you've got people who are making it. But there's a big gap between uh, you know rich and poor or rich and middle class, however you deal with that. But where's the line? What, you know, where do you feel like, OK, people are doing OK? She doesn't want to answer that because I don't think you can. And really, one of the things that bugs me is there's so much conversation that's really geared toward vote for me and I'll give you more money. Where at the end of the day, you know, I guess in a way you want your politicians to do to, help create an environment where people can work hard and keep more of their money and, and do better and be able to eat. But it's very hard to get people to be specific or when they do get specific, it's a little crazy. Uh, and I'll give you an example of that. What do you think minimum wage ought to be? What do you think the federal minimum wage, or realistically, what, what should it be? 
you got any ideas, uh, Wilbert and uh, Jose? I'm like, realistically, uh, minimum wage, what should it be? And, you know, I mean, I think people have a lot of answers. Colin, who's doing our phones today, he said that he mentioned, uh, we're talking about inflation, how expensive the groceries are. And he said, you mentioned to a a customer in Vons that you don't really notice inflation until you go to the store and it's $10 for deli meat, uh, which is, it's crazy. There was something I was buying the other day where I just lost my mind at how expensive uh, that is, and it's expensive everywhere. This is the Pastor Scott Show. You can call us with your uh, with what you want to how you want to join the conversation. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Daniel in Calabasas, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, how you doing, Pastor Scott? I'm good, Daniel. Yeah, I wanted to talk to you about I guess uh, <clears throat> what you were talking about with the restaurants. Well, I wanted to say that you know how sometimes like if you go on Yelp. Like, you will be able to see some people, like, um, take pictures of the menu right. from, like, years ago, and you can see the prices on there, on um, how much it was before and then how much it is currently. And also, uh, the thing is that um, I went to, like, a sushi restaurant, and they were saying that um, half-fried sushi, 50% off all day, right? Right. But they, in order to do that, they put the prices up to like twenty five to twenty seven dollars. Right. That way, the sushi can actually be about thirteen dollars, which every other restaurant has it. But they're just trying to make you think that you're getting a good deal. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's a lot of manipulation of that way, and you're right about the Yelp thing. If people aren't familiar on online, there's these these apps and you rate restaurants or you take pictures of what they look like inside. And a lot of people take a picture of the menu. And I talked about this actually in the Mexican place today. I said, it's part of it because people put it on Yelp and they said, yeah, it's just that what you put on Yelp yesterday might already be the wrong prices today. And then people come in demanding the old price um, because they're going yeah. up so fast. I used to work across from a tire uh, when I, back when I worked for came apart across the way was a tire store and uh, the they had two sales that they always ran and one of them was if you buy four tires you get one free the other one was if you buy four tires we'll give you 25% off and they're the same thing it's exactly the same sale but the guy would always laugh he'd go yeah people would say well i want to come back when you have the 25% off sale and he'd say you know what i'll give you that sale today but their price actually never changed. It was it was always the same thing every time. You got to be a, a good consumer there. Uh, thank you, Daniel. There's a lot going on, uh, a lot going on with restaurants and how hard that business is, and especially in this time of inflation. One place I went to, they had tape over all the prices, and that guy started telling me how they had to figure out how much the ketchup packets cost and how much they're going up, and all the the price of the cups and the and the containers that they put the food in, you know, every single thing goes up. What do you think the uh, minimum wage ought to be? And I'll give you what one of the Senate candidates, one of the top Senate candidates suggested it is here in just a second. Uh, Jose says he heard Arizona's uh, is $2, $2 an hour. Is that what they pay you in Arizona now? Uh, you know, is that right? No, it's the C- Arizona Tees. Oh. oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were saying that it was $2 an hour for minimum wage. Uh, in Arizona, that's pretty low. No, so they're always ninety-nine cents, is what they say on the on the can. Oh, I've heard that's right. That there's two dollars now. Right. So on the can, it says always ninety-nine cents, but it's yeah. actually two dollars. In fact, uh, my wife likes to go to those ninety-nine cent stores, and if you go in there now, things that used to be in ninety-nine cents, well, now they're a dollar ninety-nine. So they're just like, well, 
is still 99 cents. We just added a dollar. And you have to. There's just no way you can get away with that. 888-528-2557. Cindy in Studio City, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Uh, yes, hi. Hi. Uh, hi, Pastor Scott. Um, I'm from Pittsburgh, and um, uh, minimum wage is $7.25. It has not changed for over 20-some years. I've lived in Los Angeles um, for over 30 years. Um, it would be great if minimum wage would be at least 22 uh, to 25 dollars. So that might be unrealistic. But that's so, what. But that's I'm what not, you would say uh, it should be here in California. Yes, in California. Yeah. And, or and if if not, why don't they do this because of the um, the rising food costs? And if restaurants can't keep up, why don't they then give um, uh, people that have minimum wage jobs or, or just a little uh, uh, food cards? Um, they, it's very uh, you you have to make. I, I, I mean, the amount to get a food card uh, is very very low. You know, so that's that's. Um, you know, everyone makes more than that, except for you know real poverty. So, so that is a way to correct this um, and wake people up. I would think yeah. um, instead of it's just a, a thought. How did how did I mean, people wake up whoever controls uh, you know giving out the food cards? Yeah, you know, there's there's something that needs to be done to make up the gap. The trouble is, is that that has a cost that gets built into goods and services, right? So if you give, the more you're giving people or more you're forcing companies to pay people, the more the prices are going to go up. And then at the end of the day, you know, what I'm curious about is is you would say that, uh, you know, well, in California, what it's at a little over $15 an hour, most jobs now. Uh, If you're salaried, it's like $30 an hour. Most people don't realize that. But 15 bucks an hour, that's twice as much as Pennsylvania at 725, which is also the federal minimum wage, interestingly enough. How do people live in uh, in Pittsburgh versus Los Angeles? Well, um, yes. So um, they uh, mostly um, it, the poverty. Uh, a lot of people they call it they're on welfare there, and um, families raising children. Um, uh, it makes more sense for them to stay home and collect welfare instead of uh, getting a job. And um, I mean, I come from a family of entrepreneur, you know, entrepreneurs, or or um, so. Yeah. Okay. Well, we we see this in the poor area, and then people that are judging that this is a Christian show. Um, there's no way that they can go to work and and take care of a couple uh, young children. Um, you know, so they have to get clever, and so then they are on welfare and food stamps, and and um, and now hopefully they're using technology and and can use Etsy or different ways to earn. But there's no way anyone can live off of seven dollars and twenty five cents. You know, what's interesting is that I I looked up the median price of a home in Pittsburgh. It's two hundred and sixteen thousand dollars in Pittsburgh. In Los Angeles, it's nine hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Uh, that, yeah, but that's but that's in not a good area, <laughs> right? That's, you know, that's right. Like the, that's the median, but the median home is not really in a good area, right? Um, 
But, you know, that it's interesting to me. I'm wondering how much the minimum wage affects that. So if the minimum wage is only seven twenty-five an hour, the price of a home comes down quite a bit because nobody can afford it, right? But if the minimum wage, because the minimum wage isn't just the people at minimum wage, that affects how you scale everyone else's pay at a company. So people are in general making a lot less money, but are they, the question I would have is, are you getting more for your money in Pittsburgh at the end of the day, or are you getting more in LA? Certainly in LA, you're getting the, uh, the sun and the beach and the Dodgers. Um, well, yeah, she's, my sister's in real estate, and so yeah, so you're getting much more for your home, for your land, and, and yeah, in uh, in Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, thank you, Cindy, for your call. Thanks for listening to the Pastor Scott Show. What should the minimum wage be? I'm going to give you what was proposed last night at the United States Senate debate. When we come back, I'd love to know what you think. What should the minimum wage be? 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. This is the Pastor Scott Show. You can follow us on social media at Pastor Scott Show, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and X. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Quick follow-up for you, Mr. Garvey. We specifically asked which regulations you would cut. You have 15 seconds. Well, the regulation on, on, uh, on housing in which we see the cost of housing continue to rise for one simple reason. And let's take young adults. Young adults cannot afford to have the single most important equity in their lives, and that's, a, and that's a home. So I go back constantly to the idea of opening the gates, cutting down inflation. Mr. Garvey, thank you. And one more follow-up for you, 15 seconds. We know where your rivals stand on minimum wage. Where do you stand? Again, minimum, minimum wage is where it is and should be. If you look at what California has done to fast food franchises right now, increasing the minimum wage to $20, and what's going to happen? That's going to increase costs for hardworking Californians to go to, to, go to a franchise. And instead of a, uh, a Big Mac for $9, Garvey, you, it Garvey, is going to be you. 50 That was uh, Steve Garvey, United States Senate candidate, Steve Garvey, uh, who at the beginning of that, he also was asked a question about specifics about what housing regulations he would cut and never got around to answering that. All of them had the same thing where you if you watch that debate, which was a snoozer, but you watch it and uh, they all refused to answer certain questions. And the questioners came back every time. The question I asked you still doesn't work. But at the end, he, he did answer the question about minimum wage. And in Garvey's opinion, minimum wage should stay right where it is. Uh, and he brought up the idea of the fast food workers. Fast food minimum wage goes up to $20 an hour in California in April. And uh, as I have said that for some people, that means you're going to get a raise from 15 to $20. But for a lot of people, your income is going to go from $15 an hour to $0 an hour because you will be replaced by a computer. It's already happening. Taco Bell. I went to another place. I went to uh, Habit Burger. You, nobody at the register. you got to use the kiosk now. See, in that kiosk, you pay uh, whatever that costs, and then you don't have to keep paying that person. You don't, there's no health care. There's no arbitration. There's no lawsuits. There's a machine. And you pay some IT guy who makes sure that it works for you, but you no longer have to pay an employee uh, $20 an hour to take people's order. That's what that's what that does. So the question I've got is this. What should minimum wage be? This was a discussion at the debate last night in California. 
what should minimum wage be? 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. And one candidate did suggest a number, I'll tell you that in a minute. Uh, Rashid and Chino, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, Pastor Scott, how are you? I'm good, Rashid, how are you? I'm fine. Um, I, when I worked at Amazon, it was fifteen seventy five at Amazon as an Amazon DPS one. I was in the warehouse. It was fifteen seventy five. They had increased it to a dollar sixty five the following year because of the number of workers that were in there. So um, when he said keep it as it is, I mean I kind of agree, but I think that because of the way California uh, where it, where it's going as far as workers. I mean, shortage of workers, you know, fast food workers. I think that you know, twenty-two seventy-five would be like a stretch, but I think it'd be helpful because you got to look at health, health insurance, health care. You know, health care. You know, mm-hmm. is a must, and uh, if people are not paying for the health insurance, so I think that what he, I kind of disagree and agree on what he said, but I think health care to twenty-two will help health care a lot for yeah. a lot of for a lot of Americans. You know, what happens, though, if if the company says, okay, we'll pay a certain amount, twenty two seventy five or whatever, but we're also going to lay off a bunch of people or give you less hours, right? Right. That's what, that's what tends to happen is that you end up with less employees yeah. and less hours. And if you're in less uh-huh. hours, you're not getting paid as much as you were at the end of the day. Well, you know, that's, that's by a quota because, you know, some companies have a quota and they have to meet the quota. But, you know, like um, most people that are in corporate, you know, maybe they might get, you know, lower their pay, maybe like a dollar seventy five or something just to meet the quota. So, you know, because you have a lot of workers. Mm-hmm. And if you have a lot of workers, especially at Amazon, they had cut some workers because it was too many workers. But you have to limit some type of workers so they can get some type of work, maybe send them to another area where they can work. I mean, there's there's a number of solutions, but I'm just, you know, I'm just one voice, and um, I'm just expressing what I've learned through as far as working at Amazon and what they, the solutions they had. I mean, there's different area codes where people can work at in their, in their area, so, you know, that could be another solution to maybe help some of the workers that are in the workforce. To give them, like, a transfer to a different part of the state where they can pay a little bit less. Yeah, pay a little bit less in that state, you know, right. where they live at with their families, you know. Yeah. That's, that's just one suggestion, you know. So. And, you know, I think, I think, and thank you for your call, Rashid, I think it's not a bad oh, idea, well, actually. Uh, you know, one of I the love your show, man. It's great. Oh, thank you, Rashid. Thanks for listening to the Pastor Scott Show. 888-528-2557. What should minimum wage be? You know, it's $16 an hour is minimum wage in California now. And different cities and counties can add a little bit to that. The highest minimum wage in the state now is in West Hollywood. It's $19.08. Not sure how you arrive at $0.08. Cents. Probably a percentage or something uh, in the state. So $19.08. But everywhere in the state, $16 an hour. The trouble with that is that in the cities, a lot of companies can probably do that. People have higher incomes you know, in certain areas. But there are other parts of the state where actually that's almost impossible. And you know, the housing and the cost of living is a lot less, kind of like – we had our caller in the last segment who was talking about the difference between here and Pittsburgh. Your dollar goes a lot farther in Pittsburgh than it does in L.A. I don't know if you want to live in Pittsburgh, right? There's a big question there. But, but you know, it's a, it's a significant thing that has to get worked on because just raising it, uh, the money has to come from somewhere. And you know where it comes from? It comes from the consumer, It comes from you. That's where it comes from. 888-528-2557. In the Senate debate last night, Barbara Lee gave this suggestion on minimum wage. 
both of our Democratic opponents are calling for a minimum wage between 25, 20 and $25 an hour. You're calling for a $50 an hour federal minimum wage. That's seven times the current national minimum wage of seven. Wait, did she say 15 or did she say 50? What was that? Dollar an hour federal minimum wage. That's seven times the current national minimum wage of seven twenty-five an hour. Can you explain how that would be economically sustainable for small businesses? You have 60 seconds. 50. So she's going to explain this. 50, five, zero, 50 dollars an hour. And everyone else on stage is looking there like, did she say 15 or did she say 50? She said $50 an hour. First, let me say I um, owned and ran a small business for um, 11 years. I created hundreds of jobs, benefits, retirement benefits, also health care benefits. I know what worker productivity means, and that means that you have to make sure that your employees are taken care of and have a living wage. In the Bay Area, uh, I believe it was the United Way, came out with a report that uh, very recently, $127,000 for a family of four is just barely enough to get by. Another survey very recently, 104000 for a family of one, barely enough to get by low income because of the affordability crisis. And so just do the math. Just do the math. Of course we have national uh, minimum wages that we need to raise to a living wage. You're talking about 20 $25, fine. But I have got to be focused on what California needs and what the affordability factor is when we calculate this wage. And uh, fifty dollars an hour. Uh, what I'm wondering is, there, she, you, if you listen carefully, she does throw in there that uh, you know nationally maybe is twenty five or something because she's going to go to a body of a hundred people. If she were the senator, a hundred people, they're not going to go for fifty dollars nationally, which means you're not going to get fifty dollars. And she would be in charge, by the way, a federal minimum wage. So if you have a federal job, it would affect you. It doesn't affect you if you are just a resident of California. Otherwise, but she can't do it. It wouldn't happen. Number one. And I wonder how many people will vote for her just because, oh, I'm going to make $50 an hour. No, you're not. You can't. She, she's saying that, but uh, you can't do that. Now, she does make an argument for what it does cost to live in this state, right? But I, and, and I think it's worth talking about that, except you've also got to ask why. Why does it cost so much? And I'll tell you what, every time you force businesses through regulation, through minimum wage, through whatever it is, health care costs, you just name it. That goes up. They're going to charge more for goods and services. That's how it works. And, well, what about the CEO who makes a lot of money? Fine. Take away all of his money. Filter it out to all the employees. It hardly makes a difference. It's just it's something that I I think economically we don't get. And the people who get hurt the worst by this are the people who need those low hourly jobs, teenagers, people who are getting their first job, people who just need something to do on the side, the people who are relying on jobs that maybe they really enjoy. Maybe they really like this. They want this to be something to do, but you can't live on it. And every time you raise the minimum wage, you raise costs and you cut jobs. That's what happens. 888-528-2557. So what should the minimum wage be in California? 16 now. Thomas in LA, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, how you doing, Pastor Steve? Uh, Pastor Scott, good to t- good to talk to I'm you. Sorry, Pastor Scott, I'm sorry. That's okay. I'm I'll be sorry. Steve. I'll be Steve today. <laughs> sorry about that. Yeah, over here in Los Angeles, I believe I, I am with uh, Steve Garvey. Um, the where the um, the minimum wage is, I think it's it's, it's pretty good. It's accurate uh, for today's time. The only thing is, 
that you know we're talking about fast food, fast food. Uh, uh, it was called the fast food places. Now they want to make twenty dollars an hour, but they don't understand that back in the day that was our children's first job. That was our children's summer job, and now they want to make a, a living off of it. Yeah, you know, if they want to, if they want more money, find a better job. You can't. You can't take the job and then later on say you want more money, quit the job and go find another job. It's the way it, the the market would normally work, right? Is that, you know, and right. that's and that I think is some of the, the question is, should there be jobs where if you had that job full time, uh, you know, going into it that this won't let you live on your own somewhere, right? You got to live with your parents exactly. or you got to live somewhere. Um, and then you exactly. go get a better job. My first job was Kmart, and uh, they were proud. To, minimum wage back then was $3.30 an hour, and they were very proud to pay me $3.35 an hour. Absolutely. I should have. I have another thing. On real the, quick, i got to go market. to a break. Oh, on the housing market. The only way we can, we can fix the housing market is to cut everybody off who, who does not live in the United States to buy houses. What they're doing is they're buying houses and renting them out to us. That's not fair. It's another issue, but it's a big deal what you're talking about. Thank you, Thomas, for your call. This is the Pastor Scott Show. Lynn and Mr. Billy and others, I'll get your calls when we come back. 888-528-2557 is the number. What should minimum wage be? And how should we think about it as Christians? 888-528-2557. Be right back. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. This issue we talked about about these beginning of the year price increases uh, is something uh, that is that drove uh, inflation this time around. Uh, a, a lot of a big increases in medical costs. You had uh, medical care up 0.7. Uh, motor vehicle insurance up up 1.4, hospitals um, up as well. You didn't you didn't get much. Uh, you got a little relief from the used car world. You had food prices up. It was uh, just a lousy month when it came to inflation. And of course, real earnings also declined uh, in the month. Uh, worth pointing out. I, I think the other big 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 issue here is the owner equivalent rents up 0.6 percent. That is CNBC reporting on today's inflation report, where inflation was higher than people expected, uh, 3.1%, which is, uh, you know, kind of a lower rate than last month, but still it's very high. And here's how that breaks down. All right. Uh, juices and drinks, 29%. You know, I guess that means like it's frozen, non-carbonated juices and drinks, 29% for your apple juice. That went up that high. Uh, just this month, what happened this month? Uh, or no, it's over the last year. Is that how? Yeah, it's year over year. Yeah, not just this month. Uh, baby food, 8.7%. Uh, sugar and sugar substitute, 7.2%. Oils and other fats, including pe- peanut butter. Oh, I know, peanut butter. One of my sons, he lives on peanut butter. And uh, so I pay attention to that because I'll get it at the Costco. Very expensive. 5.1%, that's going up. Crackers, bread, cracker products, 5.1%. Frozen vegetables, 5%. Carbonated drinks, 4.8%. You can do without those. Uh, and uh, there's, this one kind of made me laugh. Food from vending machines is up 10.6%. You know why that is? Because i got to pay the vending machine operator more money. The guy who fills the vending machines, uh, his, his salary goes up whenever minimum wage goes up. And uh, so your uh, your M and M's or whatever you're buying at your company uh, vending machine it just went up ten percent, almost eleven. 
And uh, the if you take a look at some of these things, motor vehicle insurance, 20.6%. Mine went up. I'm in the market. I haven't changed my insurance company for a long time. I went up a lot. Uh, repair of household items, 18.2% over a year ago. Admission to sporting events, 13.5%. That's just the Dodgers because of Otani. Uh, tax return preparation, 11.2. Is that TurboTax go up that much? I don't know. You look at all these things, and when I look at most of the stuff, you know, it's motor vehicle repair, garbage and trash. Um, rent, by the way, is crazy. Rent is up 6%, and if you're in L.A., you know, the COVID rules are gone, so the rent is going to go crazy. Here's something I want you to think about with all of this. You might be in a position where, you know, when things go up, you notice it, but it's something that you can adjust to. You know, I think for, for most of us, for Christy and I, we're talking about it, right? Looking at the budget and saying, well, we have to cut back going out to eat. It's killing us. And we got to buy, you know, food that's not so expensive. We got to figure out how to do this. We got to pay a lot more attention than we were paying before. And it's causing us to do all of that. But for many people, and many people right here in Southern California, it's a killer. You can't eat. It means skipping meals. It means not driving your car uh, to work. It it means you can't afford the gas. I mean, baby food, 8.7%. That's incredible just in a year. And this doesn't include the last two years, which also were, were higher than that, right? And real wages are down. So that means that you're, you might be making more money as far as what you're getting paid by the hour, but you're making less money when it comes to inflation. You know, so that is, uh, that's where we're at. You know, when people say, uh, we don't understand, I hear this from the government sometimes, we don't understand why people don't understand it's a great economy. I mean, the unemployment is down. There's certain numbers that are certainly really good. Stock market is up. All of those things, it's the groceries, stupid. That's the reason that everybody knows it because that affects everybody. It's not like the price of boats went up and uh, certain people are like, oh, this is crazy. No, it's everything went up. Uh, And so the minimum wage becomes a big issue. Barbara Lee in the Senate debate, in California Senate debate last night, suggested $50 an hour. But her rationale was that uh, that's what it costs for a family of four to uh, live, particularly in the Bay Area is where she was talking about specifically. And, of course, that's nuts. You can't do $50 an hour. That's not going to happen. But any amount that you raise it, you know, does it really help people or does their real income actually go down and are they at risk of losing their job? Can we have that conversation? I think that's the conversation we ought to be having because it affects real people. It it affects people's ability to do anything to take care of themselves in this state. 888-528-2557. Lynn in California. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Lynn. You still there? Go ahead, Lynn. Hey, Scott. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Hey, good, good. Um, so my take on this, I don't think uh, I don't think the uh, the minimum wage matters anymore. Mm. Uh, that's just my opinion uh, because of uh, uh, our starting our starting rate at my where I work at is 22 and change. That's just the start to get in the door, and then after your 90 day probation. Then you get paid whatever whatever the machine rate is, which is twenty five dollars. Yeah. So when we hire people, they tend to not want to work. They 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 call off a lot, and then all of a sudden they 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 don't come back from their breaks. We even throw in twelve hundred dollars if you make it past six months incentives. Well, what com- no, What business are you in? What do you do? Uh, we we uh, we we're, I'm in the corrugated business of boxes, making boxes, okay. all kinds of boxes. All right, like uh, yeah. metal boxes, cardboard boxes, all kinds of uh, uh, cardboard boxes. Yeah, cardboard okay. Boxes. 
which so, is a huge at, business at, right so now. At this point, we're thinking, like, does people even want to work nowadays or, or what? So we've you, been throwing in $1,200 to make it six months, past six months. And our start, we, we even raised a dollar just for a starting rate. And that's just the 90-day probation. After that, they can get paid $25, $26, whatever the machine rate is at. And if they make and it six months, you pay them another 1200 uh, you, we give them a twelve a $1,200 bonus huh. just to keep people. Is it, like, really so hard work to work that, there? I don't, think, I don't think the minimum wage uh, matters anymore nowadays. It's <laughs> just the fact yeah. of if people want to work. You know, a lot of companies are getting ahead of the minimum wage because they kind of see where it's going. Um, and so the 20-something dollars an hour, like in and out I think if you work there, you're already making about $20 an hour on average. And so whenever that goes up in April, well, they're already there. So that has been smart thinking on their behalf and your company probably doing the same thing. I think what you said, though, about the fact that people just don't come back from breaks and they just quit all the time. And that's not a bad, you know, starting salary there, twenty five dollars an hour. You know, I mean, what is that? That's, uh, you know, fifty thousand dollars. And then we're paying. Yes. And then we're paying 80 percent of the medical care and 75 percent dental. So our, our health package is pretty decent. Yeah. You know, it's a – the thing is, is that it's still tough to live in California even on that amount. Tough to buy a house. You know, there are certain things. Maybe they maybe they go to break and they're looking at a brochure from Tennessee and they just get in the car and drive there. <laughs> I, I, I guess. <laughs> it could be. Hey, uh, Lynn, thank you for calling. I appreciate your time, though, Pastor. Oh, I, thank I, I you. Just, I was just want to say my opinion. I don't think people want to work anymore nowadays because, uh, you know, we do give out a decent amount of starting money and, uh, you know, some incentive in between. But, uh, you know, people just uh, don't want to come in and they call off a lot, you know. Yeah. You don't know, want to work anymore. And what a great job, though, by the way. A box company and you start out making $25 an hour, that's pretty good to start. You know, it's it's starting, yeah. and that's the key, is that it's a first job. Uh, right. You know, you're not going to make as much as your parents made in your first job. That's just the way it is. Right. Uh, all right, yes. then. Thank you for calling Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557. Mr. Billy in Covina, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Pastor Scott, Mr. Billy Covina, yes, as you said, you know, I I don't know what the minimum wage should be. I'm I'm just above minimum wage in what I do. Yeah. I'm 61. I'm a Marine vet. I've done machining. I do handyman work on the side. I have a lot of knowledge. People call me to come and fix things. Uh, there was one point at my job where I work at a school and there was one year where I had asked for a raise because I, I needed money. I took a big cut in pay when I came to work there because I, I came It's a ministry kind of and I yeah. left a, a job where I drove a truck from an oil company. So I took a huge cut in pay to be at the school because I felt called there, but I needed to make a little bit more. And I asked for a raise and they said, you know, you're already making more than some of these teachers. I can't justify that. I mean, they have degrees, she said. And I said, you know, I can actually fill in in those classes. This is a junior high and elementary. I can fill in in those classes, but they can't do what I do. Yeah. You know, so I got the raise, but I'm still not making anything near. Now, how long have I mean, you I'm just way over? How long have you lived here? I've, I've lived here all my life in, in uh, Southern California. Were you able to own a house? Nope. I, uh, the last time that I attempted, we uh, bought a mobile home, and mm-hmm. it, we went through a divorce, so I lost it. It would have been paid off this year, actually. Yeah. But uh, the divorce kind of cleaned us out and everything. I, it's just, you know, it's a lot of greed. I just don't understand. Nothing is Nothing really takes any more than it did 
years back to make. But so why is it costing so much more? You know? It's, yeah, it's you know, like, there a house is a house. All right, I appreciate your call, Mr. Billy, and that's a great question. Why is it so much more? And uh, in the midst of the inflation situation, that's a lot. The national debt is costing you and me, each one of us. Um, the every time you raise the minimum wage, it costs people more money, right? So that's why you get these reports that come out and they say, well, gosh, you know, employment is good, but why are people making less money? You know, as far as real income goes, because if you made a, if you got a 5% raise over the last three years, then you're making a lot less money than you were three years ago because inflation is so much bigger than that. And that inflation is being driven by government spending, by regulations like this, that are costs on businesses that they pass along to the consumer. So you, that's just how it works. I guess I don't understand why we don't grasp that. And as you think about this, as you vote, because that's why our candidates are talking about it, that's what drove this today as a part of the discussion last night, you know, it's it's people who are in the midst of that. And a lot of people are really hurting, especially with the food prices and other stuff. We got to take a break. We're going to change the subject. Thomas and Jenna and Vicki and others, uh, David, others, we won't get to your call. Uh, some good comments on there. Uh, Jenna was going to talk about the uh, inflation boils down to the moral of the economy. I'm not sure what you mean by that, but but that's probably interesting. Call back on Friday. We get to open line Friday. Minimum wage should be decided by person. That's an interesting idea from Vicki. Colin says the percentage of money the corporation keeps versus pays the employees might be the thing that would determine that. That could go company to company. There needs to be some creative thinking. At the end of the day, it's people at the end of it. All right, we're going to talk about whether or not you should invite homeless people or migrants into your home When we come back on the Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 